super fun and realistic trade idea for the Twins on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, January 31st, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, and I really think that we've done a great job this offseason. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've covered a lot of bases, and the reason I think this podcast has continued to, I think, produce good content this offseason is because we got through the pandemic and we got through the shutdown. And this is another shutdown. It's just a different type of shutdown. But it's not that we haven't seen before. We have that. We, we've seen it. We've dealt with it, man. And we just push on. And that's what we're doing. And I have a super fun trade idea today. I think it's super fun. And I think it's realistic. And Seth Stowes, my friend at Twins Daily and editor, just tweeted and he said after he read it, he, he doesn't understand why the Twins wouldn't try to go get this player as soon as the lockout ends. And if Seth says it, it's got to be true. Love that. Seth's very, I would say, logical in terms of trade ideas and, and free agent ideas. And I think um, I'm glad he said that. And it, it excited me to talk about this trade today. I did tell you last week that we were going to go over why the rotation is in this current state. So we're going to look at that a little bit as well. And I think this trade idea goes really well with that because it's a look at 2023 when the Twins hope to be back in contention. And that's kind of the focus here with this trade and, and why it's an interesting and intriguing trade for the Twins. A huge, huge, huge de facto comment breaking down my articles or my podcasts or anything, a huge rebuttal, I should say was why would the Twins trade for Frankie Montas or Luis Castillo or Sonny Gray, guys with one, or Chris Bassett or Shamanaya, guys with one, two, or three years of team control, when they have so much work to do in the rotation and bullpen, the White Sox are probably going to be at the peak of their powers in 2022. So why would the Twins trade away a bunch of prospects for pitchers who are going to be free agents in two years like Jose Barrios was? when they traded Jose Barrios, right? And a huge part of a trade for, let's just look at Luis Castillo. I think he's the best example of it. I love Luis Castillo. I think he's electric. He's one of my favorite starters in the game. I pounded the table. The Twins should try to go get him. While also knowing that Luis Castillo is, is going to cost a lot via prospects, right? Only two years left to team control. If you're trading for Luis Castillo, you must compete in his first season because he's a free agent after two years. So unless you are going for it in his first out of two years when he's healthy right now, don't do it. Don't trade away a bunch of young prospects to go get Luis Castillo unless you're all the way in on 2022. I think the feeling is bad, and I feel this way too. The Twins have a ton of work to do. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not saying that they can't fill out their rotation. But what I'm saying is if you're going to trade for Luis Castillo, you better go – I mean, at that point, like – you better go trade for Bassett too, right? They need the help. Then go sign Rodon. 
you go in at that point because you don't want to half go halfway. You don't want to go halfway and trade a bunch of prospects for Luis Castillo and then be like an 80-85 win team with him with a good offense, but the rotation fades if he gets hurt. It's just Ober and Ryan again. You don't want that. So that was a fair rebuttal to my arguments for Castillo or for Montas or for Bassett even for one year. It makes more sense to trade for Bassett than Castillo, I think, if you're not going for it as much because you still need stability in the rotation for 2022. But it's a similar it's a similar thing with both those guys. Um, just using them as examples because we've talked about them. We know they could be available. And Bassett's an example of a guy free agent after next year. Castillo's a free agent after 2023. This guy threads the needle. He threads the needle. He's not going to pitch, most likely, in 2022. Tommy John surgery in August. But I wrote about this at twinsdaily.com. I love the discussion. So if that's the case, if the Twins are saying, and all of their moves or lack of moves before the lockout told us that what they're what they're doing is not really investing in 2022. If they invest in 2022, it's going to be in the form of Dylan Bundy or Michael Pineda or Zach Greinke. All the love to Michael Pineda. We love you. It's not going to look like a full-in investment is is what they kind of told us before the lockout. So if that's the case, like they're going to use 2022 as a a stepping stone year for Jordan Balazovic, for Yuan Duran, for Matt Cantorino, for all these pitching prospects, for Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober. They're going to use it as a progression year to see who's healthy, so you can up the rotation in 2023 and beyond. If that's what's happening, then yeah, you don't trade for Luis Castillo. You don't trade for Frankie Montas. Because so much of their value is in this year. Most of it. It could be all of it if they're not healthy. So yeah, 100%. But if that's if that's what you're thinking, what if you could invest in your 2023 rotation now? There is a player who was floated at the trade deadline. A pitcher floated at the trade deadline. Also floated this offseason. I just saw an article at MLB Trade Rumors about him. Potentially being a trade candidate who I think would make so much sense for the Twins. He's a free agent after 2023, and again, he's likely not to pitch in 2022. I'm going to tell you who it is after this word from Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. Thank you again for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Tyler Glass now. Tyler Glass now, six foot eight, Tampa Bay Rays ace. Tyler Glass now is electric. I, I think his starts a lot of the time, especially in the postseason for me, because I'm watching Twins games during the regular season, are, are must watch. Like he is so electric. He does everything you want a pitcher to do. 
fastball at 100, up in the zone, swings and misses, devastating breaking stuff, throws strikes most of the time, really honed in his command after leaving Pittsburgh. Throws strikes. Strikeout rate is the third highest behind Jacob deGrom and Garrett Cole since 2019 among pitchers with at least 200 innings thrown. In that span, 114 starters have thrown at least 200 innings since 2019. Glass now ranks third in ERA at 2.80, third in expected fielding independent pitching at 2.78. So cutting out the noise, what should his ERA be based on things he can control? Opponents average 185. That's third best in baseball. Fourth in fielding independent pitching and sixth in Sierra. Tyler Glass now is an ace. I'm actually more stringent on who we call an ace. Some people like to call a lot of guys aces. Some people only like to call Jacob DeGrom an ace. I think Tyler Glass now is an ace. I think there are right like today, and I guess he's hurt, so not today, but when he was healthy in June, I think there are five or six like legitimate aces at that point. And I think it was DeGrom, Cole, Glass now, Scherzer, a couple other guys in that mix. Uh, dominant aces and guys will have ace level years glass now like he has the stuff to back it up he's got now a couple years to back it up not a ton of innings though and he's going to miss most of 2022 and if he was not going to miss most of 2022 and again glass now is a free agent after 2023 he's set to make about I think it's five and a half million this year probably will get a race to seven or eight million next year if he was not going to miss all of 2022 if he did not have only 200 innings on his arm since 2019 and only, I think it is 200 and something since 2018, it does the last time he threw 100 innings, we wouldn't be talking about Tyler Glass now as a trade candidate for the Twins or trade target because there's no way they're trading him. The Rays could trade him, but we'd be talking about Tyler Glass now in a Luis Castillo way more. We'd be talking about more in a trade for Tyler Glass now. And even then, the Rays will trade away guys when they get expensive, but this wouldn't be like just a salary dump to get rid of Glass. Now, this would be, we don't know what to expect from him. We have young starters, Luis Patino. They have other, you know, they have guys coming, Shane Boz, others. Let's cash in on Glass now. Now, we really, really value the prospect. That's how the Rays continue to win is their farm system. We know that. So let's cash in on Glass now now and get some prospect capital in return when we don't know what he's going to give us in 2023 when his salary is going to be eight or nine million for the Rays, that's a lot for the twins their books are clean this gives them an opportunity to stash tyler glass now i i love this idea i can't even i can't tell you how much i love this idea for the twins because a i don't think it's going to cost them an arm and a leg it's going to cost them but this is the type of trade where the twins are at when they have so much depth prospect wise they have more depth than they do top end players like they have 12 to 15 good prospects i think right now and maybe even stretches as much as 20 not all of them are going to play for the twins most of them aren't going to play for the twins so sometimes the best thing to do is is deal from that depth this would be an amazing opportunity to do that i think this is a, a high upside play so this kind of matches up everything i'm looking for in a trade high upside price is reasonable the risk is really not that great because the twins need to develop their starters anyway jordan balzavic yuan duran cantorino louis varland even simeon woods richardson joe ryan bailey all these guys we talk about constantly they need to develop anyway or the twins are going to be in trouble now what if they develop and then in 2023 you got tyler glass now to add to the rotation with hopefully a developed 
Joe Ryan, more developed Joe Ryan, more developed Bailey Ober, Jordan Balzavik's in that mix with those others, and Tyler Glass now if he's healthy. And if he's not, and he's not ready, or he only throws 50 or 75 or 100 innings, the Twins already need to be in a spot where they have starters ready to go for 2023. So he's almost like a luxury at that point. And if he's healthy, whew, that, that upside is upside that I drool over for 2023 if Tyler Glass now is healthy for the Twins and you make this trade. We're going to talk more about why I think this makes a ton of sense. After this word from Bet Online, there might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and to play your favorite games. Bet online is where the game starts. So Tyler Glass, now why I think this deal makes a ton of sense for the Twins. They have depth to deal from. They're not sure about 2022. This would be an investment in the 2023 team. It, it just would. It would be simply a high upside move for the future. Great example. Someone tweeted it at me today. I should I should have known who uh, who tweeted that. I apologize. Is Michael Pineda, and I put it in the article as well. Twins signed Michael Pineda to a two year deal. He rehabbed in year one, and the two year deal was super reasonable because he was going to miss the first year. So a two year deal, rehab for year one, and then in year two in 2019, for a lot of the year was the Twins' best starter before he got suspended, and then ends up signing another deal with the Twins for two years. So it worked out great, and that's another part of this. Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn were reporting at the deadline. So this is not out of thin air. Tyler Glassnow's name was floated at the deadline. He was almost, not almost, but, you know, I, I don't know how far it was. Could have been going to the Cubs at the deadline was the rumor or the Giants in that mix. It's not out of thin air. They mentioned the idea that a team trading for Tyler Glassnow would then have the inside track on an extension. And I think it makes more sense for class now than it does maybe for Montas or Castillo because his his history of injuries is so riddled that I think he would potentially take a much lesser deal than Castillo or Montas and you're getting that high reward so again you're saying why would you invest in a pitcher with all these injuries I hear you yeah I hear you but here's the thing the twins are going to need to develop their young starters anyway so the those young starters are going to be cheap in their first three years. And this is the type of deal, the type of trade or the type of contract you add makes a ton of sense. When your books are clean, when you're expected to have a young wave of starters coming, Josh Donaldson's money will be off the books after 2024 or after 2023. And then he has that club option for the fifth year. So your books are going to get even cleaner at that point. This is, this is the type of deal I think a, a team like the Twins should be should be doing. Like this is just if the Rays are willing to move Tyler Glass now, and I think they would be, and it's been reported that they would be willing to move Tyler Glass now. I think it makes a lot of sense for them actually. And there was there's always the pushback of like why would the other team do it? I think there are a ton of reasons why the Rays would do this. And I, I mentioned them, yes, but it's salary, it's unknowns, it's how they operate, it is how the team operates. 
I think I think they'd be all over something like this. I don't know. I think they would. And I did want to talk a little bit today about why the Twins are in the position they are in the rotation when they're trying to rely on all these young starters and they have to rely on all these young starters. Is a, a couple a couple of things like obviously they're one and two. Jose Barrios they trade and then Maeda undergoes Tommy John. I mean, there's right off the bat, you lose Pineda and for agency. It can break down very fast. And my point in this is that it can build up very quickly as well. Something like a trade for Tyler Glasnow would help it progress even more in that direction. Again, just imagine the scenario. This, this is the scenario I imagine. It's unlikely. It's a, it's a high, I mean, it's a high reward move. It's a medium to low risk move to me. That's why I love it because I don't think it's a high risk move because I don't believe that the, the package going back would be as significant as some might think it would be because – we're talking about a guy who surpassed 100 innings, I think, one time. Like, he just – he has really no innings on his arm. But if he gives you 130 to 150 and maybe a playoff series or two, that's that's excess value and ridiculous amounts because he is incredibly dominant. Incredibly dominant. Really love Tyler Glass now. Just love watching him pitch. There are some guys I, I just – I love to watch, and I think if you're the Twins – this deal just makes a lot of sense to me. I, I I fell in love with this as I was typing and as I was thinking about it and I was getting DMs and such about how much this was attractive to Twins fans. Like, I I just really like it. I don't know if you can tell. Let me know what you think in the comments at YouTube. Uh, tweet at me, at NashWalker9. Tweet at the show, at Lockdown Twins. Again, I think the concerns about this deal, specifically this deal, and we'll talk about another one on Wednesday that I wrote about, uh, then we'll get back to the rotation. I mean, this is all rotation talk, but we'll get back to the, the plan I had set as well. The concerns that people have about this particular idea for Tyler Glass now, I think are overstated. I think the money aspect, he's going to make $8 million probably in his fourth year, his last year of arbitration. I think he's super two, so he's got four years. Uh, in 2023 will be his last year until free agency. He's going to make like eight or nine million. Again, the Twins' books are, are incredibly clean. The cost in terms of prospects, you're going to trade prospects. You're going to trade quality players, but it's not at the level you're thinking it is because you're, you're thinking of how good Tyler Glass now is. But what a lot of people have to understand, and myself included, because I also think like, ooh, this would be a big package. Is he, they're just there's no innings here, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery. And then you say, well, why would the Twins want him in that case? Well, because of the first two reasons. His contract is reasonable. He's not going to cost a whole lot. And if that's the case, I want to take a risk on him that he might be healthy in 2023. Because if he is, and the other young starters develop and progress, and the Twins sign somebody or try sign somebody, they got to do it before we say they're going to sign somebody or make another swing another trade a higher level trade in terms of what they're giving up because they didn't give up as much for glass. Now, now we're cooking with peanut oil. Then Jose Moran is up or if Blanco said Josh Adams, I'm just thinking of the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day. Go twins. Let me know what you think. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about another trade idea. That's posting at twins daily on Wednesday. It might be tomorrow. Excited to talk about it. We'll break that one down. I think you're going to like that one too. And then we'll talk about, ETAs as well for the young starters. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Go Twins.